It's Monday, September 11th, and we have Kea Wingfield of Kea & Co. and the really incredible Bombay Chips. Restaurants open and restaurants closed. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia. Virginia, your number one podcast source for food news and interviews with the people who make Virginia restaurants great. Follow us on social media at Eat It Virginia and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. My name is Scott Wise and I am joined as always by my friend, my friend Roby Martin. Roby, get those chips. Get those chips out of your face. I know, I know. I can't stop eating them, but you know talk. they're so we to, good. We need to speak clearly into the microphone. When you have your face full of chips, uh, it's hard to do that. But they're so, so good. So good. And I'm so excited that we got her back exactly, well, Ish. give or take a couple, a week or so. Um, yeah, three years after she was here the first time. Kay Wingfield is our guest today, talking about Bombay chips, talking about the Food Network and her success on that show, talking about her life and the ups and downs of life and where she finds support in the community, which she called magical, by the way. And I think it is. I love it. And I think I'm just really excited that we were able to bring her back on. And there's just a ton in that interview that is super heartwarming. How about this? Let's get to the interview now. Mm-hmm. And after the interview, we'll talk about some of the food headlines in our community this week, this month. I love the direction, Scott. All I'm right. in. Let's do it. Here's Kay. So Scott, you just told me something that I actually did on purpose. If you can see my hands right now, I have two quotation marks and I'm like, really? Like, can I be like low key proud of us for this? It's about time I made you proud, Mom. I mean, Ruby. (laughs) I mean, but I am. I am a little proud of this just because it's like, it feels like we should play the lottery. We have Kay Wingfield with us for what? What is today? Today is the three year anniversary to the week of your first appearance with us, which was September. 14th was when your first podcast came out of 2020. That's creepy. And now we are in September, the week of September 14th. That's wild. 2023. Was it really three years ago? It was really three years ago. I was sitting on your back deck, Roby, because we were distanced. It was over. (laughs) We were across a picnic table from each other doing a podcast with you. And I did. I mean, we need to play the lottery for we, if yeah, you're lottery playing go. whatever. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is now your moment. Yeah, now but some good. We what? Can you believe that? That's insane. Does that work in your brain? Twenty was it? I, that's, that's hurting my hurting my brain it, actually. But that's right, right? The timeline. I can't believe it was three years ago. Right. Because I don't remember anything from 2020 anyway. No like, one does. Like what? It was I mean, you that? did one, one really good having? podcast that year. Apparently, that, that was it. That was it. it. One one. <laughs> Only one podcast. That's all you did. That's that all year. I did that year. That's all I did that year. Well, what else do I need to do anyway? <laughs> I mean, it really that's the pinnacle of living is doing a podcast. I'm sad. That was like this is it. I reached my <laughs> peak for the year. <laughs> Everything went straight <laughs> downhill. Down Quite from there. Literally, literally in 2020 from there. Yep. Well, <laughs> three years. I'm, you, you've done nothing, really. I, I'm, I, I see nothing. I feel like nothing has happened, honestly. Like, it's like molasses. Like, <laughs> everything is so slow. I'm like, yeah. You have so many things going on. Do I? I uh, yes, so let's Don't talk be about, modest. No, no, this no. is your, this well, is no, your no, episode. This is, this is why we're here. <laughs> um, seriously. The episode not, is not, you know, Scott and Roby Talks. It's, it's Kea Wingfield. That's that's the, the title of the episode. Yeah, it should be Scott and Roby Talks. No, God, no. I would God, listen no. to that's that. That's the subheader. That's the footer. People do listen to that, and I don't know why people listen to that. That's why we have you, so people can listen to those things. So tell me, okay, yeah. 2020 ends. Thank God. Yeah. And then 2021 happens. And what do you do? Hmm. Well, <laughs> that's a loaded question. Wow. I'd right out the gate, a big one. Um, well, the Food Network thing happened. It, exactly. The show air. <laughs> yeah. You had then, filmed that in 2020. In 2020, in but September. I yeah. think Actually, September. Was it, was it the beginning or the middle or the end? Because obviously the whole, you knew all, about it. All of September. Okay. I just come back or I just... You had just returned and could not really tell us 
much. Was it? Did we really talk on September 14th? That was when the podcast came out. Oh, so we okay, probably so, so recorded we it. We talked few weeks before earlier. I left. Yeah, because yeah. I was gone for a month and some days. So I didn't come back until October. Right. Yeah. So yeah. the podcast came out that day, but yeah. you know. I'm not that good. I can't like record a podcast, edit it, and produce it all I mean, in the same day. Is it I mean, asking I could. too much? Like, <laughs> I really is. <laughs> I don't like to do that. <laughs> oh, you don't like to? Not do ideal. That. He doesn't like to do it, Ruby. I know. I know. Sometimes I, he does, which is all my fault. But like <laughs> the whole month of September, yeah, 2020, they sent you out to make dessert. Yep, uh, every single day. So, every single day. I recently learned, and I want to know if this happened with you guys too, because I want to talk about this whole process because it's really curious to me. You have to take all your ingredients and suitcases with you? No. Oh, well, who said new? that? Wait, did somebody do that? Because Rubia sorry. said that, right? Rubia said she had to bring everything oh, with no. her. What? I know, but I still want to know if it's like all shows. I took nothing with me. Oh, see, there you go. So nothing packed but yourself. Nothing but clothes. And if it were with me, a huge case of nerves. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, like. Yeah. As one does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah sure. You need it. Yeah. And you go and like, do you, how does, walk me through, I want to actually walk me through the okay. entire month. Yeah. Because yeah, I'd like yeah. to hear like soup to nuts. Right. Right. Well, so, you know, it was COVID, right? And so we were all uh, in this fancy resort in LA uh, in Palos Verdes uh, it was like I think it was $1,100 a night kind of place uh, so we were all st- we were all staying there and we we're all in a bubble so nobody's allowed to leave out and come back and go and whatnot um, they had an insane COVID protocol in place like if I open a door somebody behind me is coming and wiping the door like every single step like they were so on top of it um i didn't take anything except for wardrobe and even that they're like the only reason we need you to bring that is because it's covid we need you to bring your own clothes <laughs> not that they provide clothes but so i took my clothes um their kitchen was equipped with anything and everything you could imagine and the it studio was on site there. it was on site they built a kitchen on site in a tent it was very british baking <laughs> i was kind of living my dream a little bit i'm like yes a big tent <laughs> on a fancy location check uh, so, I love it I mean I wish yeah. it was in COVID so you could see more things but I that's know, really cool yeah but it was right off by the ocean like it was insane location you, like you have to look up this place it's called Terranea okay uh, I will yeah you should you should go there actually Terranea Terranea okay. resort um, so we were there for a month uh, or so or like if you Spoiler alert, I was there because I won the show. Sure. <laughs> I don't know if anybody noticed what she won. Just FYI. <laughs> I, I don't want to like ruin it for anybody, but uh, it's Too been three years. You know, it's you okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My bad. Uh, but so if you obviously, if you like were booted off, then you leave early, right? So only the last standing man is there for that long. Or woman. Or, you know, that. thank you. Uh, I appreciate you. Um, so the, uh, the individual that's currently with us, the woman that's with the us woman right now, is, yeah. was the last standing standing woman. woman. Um, so yeah, and then every day we would film. Um, they were uh, their timing was like clockwork. They, they knew, like at nine fifty four, you have to be in the tent. At nine eighty five, like no eighty five, nine fifty five, we're done doing this. But that, like they were really on top of it. But majority of our day, we spent filming the clips you see for 10 seconds where, where I talk about the bake we've we, we spent like six seven eight hours just filming that footage that they use like 10 20 seconds of so that was fun so they get you to so that's how they lead the storyline essentially correct is correct. the six or seven hours that you're discussing what you did for yeah in, in depth yep. yeah yeah <laughs> So were you written as the villain or as the hero in your mind? Oh, uh, I don't think they wrote. I think they were very cool. Like, they're like, we're not one of those uh, crazy competitive shows. Like, we just want you to be you. Okay. So luckily, like, I had really good producers who weren't trying to steer me this way or that way. Although they tried, I think. I feel like one point they tried to pit me up against people. And I'm like, mm-mm. mm-mm. <laughs> I'd, I'm not doing that. Not my thing. Listener, she is wagging her finger. <laughs> There's like, no, no negativity in baking. I mean, there kind of is. There's a ton of it. That's what makes it taste good, I feel like. You know? Oh, you baked with hate? Can we talk oh, about this? Oh, so much hate baking. Yeah. <laughs> There's a new phrase for me. Yeah, hate baking. Hate baking. <laughs> All right. I mean, it was 2020. Aren't you supposed to be hate 
baking, I feel like. <laughs> I think you should be holding on to as much life as you can. <laughs> like sustenance. Please. Like usually the secret ingredient in anything I make is love. But for a while there was a lot of hate in there and it just still tasted good. I mean, I can't. I don't think. No there's a line between love and hate, really. I mean, very, very blurred. Powerful so blurred. emotions, so. They're both very. <laughs> I feel like that's where the black and white cookie. <laughs> like or or like even like any of those. Like how about the Ucrops rainbow cookie? I feel like let's not bring Ucrops into this. Listen, each one of listen. Those layers yeah. could be a, an emotion. Okay, yeah, we can't, can't say Ucrops and hate in the same. You cannot. Say, yeah, I didn't say I, hate. I'm no. just saying the emotional involvement of, of baking. We're sorry, Jim and Bobby. That was not I, on purpose. Easy, Tiger. I, I, I have no parts in this. <laughs> I'm not here right now. <laughs> how about this? The emotional baking. I think it there you go. Okay. Yes, emotional baking, uh, as one does. Of course. Yeah. So anyway, it was it was a great experience. I um, I don't know what else can I tell you. So six to seven hours just talking. Yeah. Tell me about the competition. Like oh okay. Like things that you knew about beforehand, stuff that they told you you might want to brush up on. Mm, any of those things? No, they're not that nice. Okay. Yeah. They they give you a general guideline of what to expect each week. And then they make sure they tell you each time that, yeah, but you may not make it to this week. So, like, don't, like, get too hung up on it. I'm like, oh, okay, got it. So, um, no, but you don't really know what you're going to do. Um, it's pretty, like, throw you in the deep end sort of situation. Sure. And many times you may have planned something, but they may not have the ingredient. So then you have to pivot right on on the spot as they're filming. So the drama was pretty pretty good yeah 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 Yeah, that happened to one of my bakes because i needed for example like i needed um self-rising flour and they didn't have it and i'm like whoa what so like i had to completely change what i was going to do it sounds petty now but like in that moment i'm like what am i going to do stressful yeah so stressful and do you keep up with the contestants um i do and don't we're all on instagram together we i we're all follow we all follow each other we chat every now and then um i obviously am a little bit closer to some of them than all of them and so yeah for sure i love it so when you walked into that competition in 2020 and it aired in 2021 and you were crowned the champion and other big life things happened in 2021 that we've well documented over the years, you're a different person today yeah. than you were last time we spoke to you. Yes. How have you grown as a, as like a, as like a, a baker and a business person, as a human um, yeah. in the last three years? Cause I know a lot. Oh my I know gosh. I've been through a lot. Yeah. That's a, that's a big question too. Um, I am not the same person I was when I did this podcast last. A lot of life happened to me in 2021. Um, well, when I filmed the show, I was pregnant. I was four and a half months pregnant. So I had a pretty big, quote unquote, disadvantage because I couldn't move as fast around the kitchen as the other contestants could. And you still crushed them. Uh, apparently. apparently. Um, literally. Literally. <laughs> I mean, you literally. were the last woman standing. The last woman not standing. Not, not apparently no. that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know how any of that happened, honestly. Like... Uh, of course, I, I know my. I know my how way. it happened. You're talented. I know my way around a, around, around a baking kitchen, but it's still surreal because the other contestants are so uh, seasoned and like actual like actual pastry chefs. So not like, are you? I know, I know, but you know what I mean. Like when I walked into the green room that first day, I'm like, oh, French guy. Oh my gosh, They're like uh, Italian guy. Like, oh no, what am I? Gonna-? Like it just felt like. Wow. Because, again, you have to remember that I never even saw an oven before I moved to the U.S. I, I thought it was like a box. I'm like, what is that thing? So it was a, quite a leap, you know, uh, to compete with somebody who's had generational baking experience than somebody who has been doing it for a few years. Um, so that, that was pretty scary. Uh, but 2021, my son was born um, in February when the show was starting to get announced. I was literally in the hospital bed the day I gave birth to him and the first Food Network ad came on. Like, I'm like, is that me on the screen? You know, it was one of those moments. Um and um, as everybody, I, I guess people know, but everything happened in the public eye with my son. And he was in the NICU for two months. Um, he passed away in March. And... Uh, it got a little confusing, obviously, because people didn't know whether to congratulate me or to feel sad for me. So it was, and it was a new thing for me to navigate. I had I had never dealt with child loss, and I didn't know what to tell people. I was in right there with them, you know. Sure. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to deal with this. So, uh, but the show had it had its own place. My grief had its own place, and we somehow like waded through all that as a family and got. Th- 
through on the other side, whatever the other side is. Um, but it changed me for good. I, I, everything in my life is before Daksh and after Daksh. Everything is divided into those two categories. And um, I just, I'm, I'm a lot more appreciative of time now. Um, and I'm also a lot more appreciative of my daughter. A cutie patoot at yeah. that. Yeah. Precocious little one you have. Super cute. And she knows it. <laughs> She's cute. I, have to, I, I follow you on Instagram, but really, I'm not going to. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love what you do, but I also really enjoy following your daughter. Nobody's looking at what I'm making. They're like, hey. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, literally. I am looking at what you're making. I don't want you to think that I'm not interested in the food, but I really, really love your daughter. I, I literally, like, people like, hey, you haven't posted anything about your daughter in a few days. I'm like, I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> Didn't realize this was the Uma channel. Like, my bad. Like, I love it. You're, you, you are her agent, it seems like. I am. I'm definitely her agent. Um, I, uh, yeah, yeah, no doubt about so it. So stronger, more focused. More stronger. I've also been through a bit of a journey with weight loss. And uh, last year, I had to kind of make a choice that either I continue down the path of this poor health and kind of keep giving into my grief and not get better, or I start living for my daughter. But as it turns out, it wasn't a choice. It was an obvious thing to do. You know, of course, she 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 deserves the best mother that can be that I can be, and that can only happen if I took care of my mental and physical health. So I started to box and I started to weightlift and started to walk every day. And here we are, sixty pounds later. So wow, sixty pounds! That's, congratulations. Thank you look you. great, um, and I know you feel great too. Feel better. Yes. Good. Yeah. Okay. Um, so for for those of us who are listening, me included. Hmm that are looking for inspiration for that first step towards mm. that healthy lifestyle that you're you know, pro- progressing towards, Yeah, what would you recommend to people? So I'll share something a little personal, but not that I haven't already. <laughs> what, I mean, we're, we're there, Again, right? your name is on the podcast. Literally, so, okay, so gotcha. It is all about you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Oh, of course, I yeah. I, I just, I, I feel like for in order for the mental health banner to move forward, we have to choose or be okay with being vulnerable. Because unless you're, you show that courage of sharing what's hard, it can never be any better for the whole world really so um because i always talk about when something good happens we shout from the rooftops right but when something bad happens we lock it away we don't talk about it it becomes really private and i'm not so sure that's the right way to be with with hard things um but i was seeing two therapists at one time because that's how much support i needed um and one day literally one day i Stop talking to my therapist and went to a boxing class. That's it. You just have to physically take that first step, you know, or or go for a ten minute walk, or and then the key is to keep doing it, like keep showing up for yourself, because that's the hard part. Like anybody will do it once, right? My first weightlifting class, I cried halfway through it, and I'm like, oh my god, who what what is this? Uh, but shockingly, I showed up two days later for another one. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, am I really here? <laughs> like, why, why did I come back? You know, But uh, that's one of the most consistent things I do now. I love the trainer we have. Um, just Would you like to, to, who is the trainer you have? Well, he's, uh, it's a class um, at Triangle Rock Club. Happy to plug them in. Awesome. Um, although I'm not sharing my trainer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, anyway, Triangle Rock Club, thank you. Because yeah, obviously yes, it is very right. hard to walk into somewhere. And that's awesome that you provided Triangle Rock Club a space for that. Because I think Amazing. that... I think that is a very tough first Yeah. Step. And the community there, right? Exactly. Because when you're um, pretty overweight and you don't feel like you belong to in a place where people are pretty healthy looking. Or, or like they can lift all these weights. And it's just such a foreign environment. But I'm used to foreign environments, right? I moved here from nothing. So that's, that's, I guess that's fine. I love it. I love it. I think think that saying that that first step step is a tough one is a good thing to acknowledge. It should be a tough one. Mm -hmm. Because growth is not happening in the comfortable places. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. It's almost always happening in, in the, hot, hot yeah. places or really, yeah. really, really wet places. <laughs> like you know, I mean, seriously, sure. if you were literal, it's never happening in, in, the, no. in the comfortable stuff. No. So I think that's great. What on the food horizon did you mm. learn from me? So, so obviously, mental and physical journey keeps will continue to dovetail with your professional 
journey, right? Yeah. Like, because if those two aren't good, then the professional journey cannot... Cannot be good, yeah. ...either. So yeah. tell me how, how things... I'm currently looking, and I love them, <laughs> at some Bombay chips, which I... I've heard <laughs> that a little ASMR of yeah, a, of right, a body right, chip. Right. I love it. Thank you. I you just won some funding mm-hmm. for this particular product. Correct. I did. Uh, so big shout out to Lighthouse Labs. They are a, um, a business ecosystem where I'm a part of the cohort. Uh, that's the fall cohort, which is cohort 15. Uh, they they got applications up to, I think they got about over 250 business applications from around the country. Um, and they picked eight. And I was one of the eight. Um, Round of applause. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I was so proud um, and shocked still. Um, But um, so now the cohort has started um, a couple of weeks ago and I'm surrounded by these really intelligent founders, like other seven companies, people who I would never cross paths with had it not been for Lighthouse Labs, you know, because they're in very different tech fields or like different realm altogether than mine. I'm the only food company and one I mean, I'm one of the two local people so it's just so interesting and so inspiring you know to talk to these founders who are kind of dealing with the same things as I am you know when it comes to being an entrepreneur and a founder it's a very lonely journey even if you have a co-founder it's still a very isolating job Sure. So, yeah. So Lighthouse Labs is an incubator? It's an like incubator. A coach? Like, what do they do exactly for you? It's so an incubator. What does it mean to be in the cohort? Okay. So it's a 12-week program. It's pretty intensive. Um, the first week and the last week are in person. Uh, and so you get to meet the people who are involved. And then each week, uh, virtually, you get to talk to a lot of mentors. You get to – they basically open up their Rolodex of people they know. And they know a lot of great people in the business field. So I've spoken to lawyers, CPAs, mentors – who have run businesses, successful businesses. I've spoken to other uh, uh, like financial businesses like Sandbox. And so it's just all encompassing. And basically they, it's, they kind of get you ready for the world of the, the business world. So they make sure that all the boxes are getting checked for you. It's fantastic. So they essentially hold your hand. Yes. And walk you through every process. Yeah. So when you leave this process, do you think, and I may be chucking the co-packing or mass packing before the physical bagging of the chips. So bear with me. Sure. But like when you leave this, perhaps you have a more cohesive business plan, maybe even some investors, maybe if five or six next steps that you can take in order to do more distribution. Right, right. all of that stuff is the next thing? It is the next thing. That's right. So you basically come, sorry, you you come in with a certain idea of what you want to achieve out of the program, right? So for me, that's distribution. And for me, it's kind of titrating our customer target, uh, what that customer is. So those are the two main goals for me. So they're going to do their best to help me solve that and when I come out of this, those questions will be answered. Well, when she comes out of this, I expect to be in Las Vegas and see your Yes, chips. ma'am. That's, that's, <laughs> that? that's a dream. Yeah. So let's talk about these chips. Yeah, let's do it. Indian spiced potato chips. Yep. When did, what was going on when you said, when the light bulb went off? Yeah, what came from cake to chips? Oh, wait, you don't know the story. No. Oh. It, Tell the story. It also came out of 2020. There, look so, at that. It's because of our podcast, Scott. It just... The more, I, and more I'm hearing the story, the more and more I think we need a cut of Bombay are chips. You gonna, are you going to ask me to rename the chips to Scott and Ruby I chips? Mean, just Scott chips. Gonna, just Scott chips. I like that, actually. Yeah. I'm not going to ask that. You can ask it. Okay. But we have wise so chips, drastic. wise potato chips. There we go. I think, I'm, I think we need a Roby dip. A, okay. Wait a second. What is happening? What? Ow. This is taking a dark turn. Uh, suddenly, Ooh, straight back. No, to let's you. let's go back to. Bad guy, all of a sudden, <laughs> yes. you guys are talking Sheesh. about what is things exactly? growing in hot and wet places, and I'm the bad guy. Okay, got it. Listen, that's where things grow. Okay, yeah, like no, I heard, I heard. That's where growth. I heard literally. about ten minutes ago, and I didn't laugh. Are you kidding? I'm talking about sunflowers and moss, man. Get your and mind. Bacteria. Out of that. Yes, bacteria loves to grow. Um, seriously, <laughs> I mean, she, got, she knew where I was going, and it was nowhere dirty. Sheesh, Scott. I'm a 12-year-old boy. I understand. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, chips. Chips. Back to chips. Oh, my God. Okay. So 2020, uh, 
we pivoted to, um, like in addition to doing desserts, we saw a market need for to-go meals. So we pivoted to doing Indian, modern Indian to-go meals. And with those meals, I would send tiny little bags of masala potato chips as a thank you for letting me do some things that are different than what you know me to do. And that's how the chips are born. They, like a week later, just a week later, somebody called and said, hey, can I buy just the chips? And I'm like, what chips? <laughs> what? What are you talking about, dude? So uh, that, so overnight, I had to learn how to package a CPG product, which is a consumer packaged good, um, and figure out, okay, well, how am I going to make this stable enough for somebody to buy and put it in their pantry? Um, and they have just kind of evolved on their own ever since. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So this is the first chip, right? This is the first chip. And do we think there'll be more? There is definitely more. <laughs> definitely more. Listen, this is a, a brand um, and it's a business and this is the first product. Right? Awesome. So physically, we think that this is going to be, uh, there is maybe going to be a dip. There could be mm -hmm. a jelly there could be a the whole thing marinade i don't know yeah. making up stuff that sure. typically is in a sure. cpg format so like yeah like i love love that yeah 100 percent. i envision a, a a full brand i i'm not looking to do just one product that i can put on shelves and call it a day um i i've been talking a lot about what the grocery stores look like to me you know like so our goal when we go to mar when we expand our market, not go to market, we're already in market, um, is to not be put into the ethnic aisles. I, I'm not a fan of the word ethnic. Um, I feel like we need to desegregate our grocery stores and be able to all be on that same shelf where all the big boys are, the main aisles, if why, you will. Why aren't like why I'm, aren't they? Yeah. Right, right. Because um, you know my my daughter is biracial, so I envision a, a future for her where she walks into a store and she's not saying where is mommy's food and where is daddy's food. You know, it's just food. Um, so that's the dream. Um, the chips are the very, very, very first step in towards that direction. Are you going to give us a peek into your next step, or is that not a thing? I can Maybe? I guess. Uh, <laughs> that means no. Uh, I don't know. I feel like she's too uh, nice to say no. No, <laughs> I don't know. No, I um, there is a second chip that is kind of ready to go. Um, there's a popcorn that's ready to go. Oh, there's nice. a chai masala popcorn. With, oh, it's like a kettle corn. It's sweet and salty, a little warm, a little sweet. It's really good. Um, the second chip is is pretty spectacular to me because they're my kids. Well, I think this um, one is spectacular. So. Yeah, so it's really complimentary to this one. Um, it, it, right now, the, the working name for it is the Golden Chip, but we're, we're trying to come up with a better name. Or maybe we'll use it. I'm not sure yet. I actually think that's wonderful. But Thank I, you. I mean, obviously, like... yeah. Like all It'll be made with turmeric and all those amazing anti-inflammatory spices that are already on these chips right now. Um, and one important thing I do want to mention is the evolution of these chips. Of like now, when we expand the market, we will be using a co-packer because we cannot make enough. Um, I cannot sign on more vendors because I cannot keep stock. So we'll have a co-packer um, where the potatoes are coming from Pennsylvania. And the spices actually will come from India. They'll be organic Indian local spices. Um, that's why I was in India recently. So this trip is truly um, a multicultural product that speaks to both my cultures of American and Indian. So I'm naive, and I'm not a business person. So this next question might seem very stupid. You're good. And I apologize in advance for that. No. I picture you with a hairnet and an apron, like... Dumping spices <laughs> on potato chips and like right. shoving them in the bags yeah. and like rushing them to Elwood Thompson and you know setting yeah. up the thing. I know you're not doing that, but at yeah. some point you did that. Like you created this product, yeah, correct? So can you explain those days versus these days? Correct. So we're still in those days. Okay. Uh, it's just that I don't do it myself. I have staff that does it. Um, I have an amazing. She's the boss. I have an amazing assistant Good. who handles everything. Her name is Robin. Uh, but Robin. Uh, but so I don't physically make the product, but we're still doing it the old-fashioned way of hand make, making, packaging, the whole thing. When we get the co-packer, so I'll give you an idea. Right now, we can maybe make a few hundred bags a week, right? When we get the co-packer, we can make 20,000 bags in a day. But these potatoes are coming to you or the chips are coming to you? Like how, does, like, how does the whole... The chips are coming to me. The chips They're completely plain, devoid of any flavor okay. chips that we then introduce to flavor to. 
And how did you come? I mean, obviously, when yeah. people think of Indian food, they think of a certain perhaps sure. profile. At least we Americans feel that way. Right. Um, that's that was the process to coming up with the flavor profile for this Bombay so, chip. That's a really good question. the The spice blend that's on here, I developed that years ago, and it's something that I would tweak each time I made it. I made it because I used to feel homesick. And I'm like, I just want to make some kind of blend that I can put on salads and tacos and eggs and potatoes and feel like I'm eating some home food. Uh, the reason it's called the Bombay chip is I grew up in Bombay. Bombay is a melting pot. Um, it is just like New York, but even crazier, if you will. Uh, not that New York is crazy. I'm sorry. Am, am I like saying the wrong things? No, no, no. Uh, by the way, no, you're about to be canceled. Like, I, I know. I'm so sorry. Like, ooh, New York is coming. Like, like it's just crazy very lively, in a crazy yeah, yeah. in a great way. Yeah. I love like New York is one of my favorite okay, cities. You're not canceled anymore. Thank you. Good sorry, job. my bad. Didn't take very long. Okay. Oops. Um, no, so, I totally so, understand what you're yes, saying. Yes. Yes. Food Network baking champions. No, no, no. New York is crazy. No, it is amazing. Yeah. Loud cluttered correct occasionally chaotic yep. Cha- way. there you go <laughs> so and Bombay is all of that and then some like it's extra um, so I grew up with a lot of exposure to a lot of different cultures around me it wasn't just Indian so I knew French and Italian and Mexican and so that's what this blend represents it's that melange of so it's not necessarily traditional no not at all it's nothing like you ever ever had because it doesn't resonate with just Indian I, 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 I know you don't like the word ethnic. I would like to get rid of the word traditional food. Yeah. Like just traditional yeah. before food. Sorry, Scott. But like, yeah, I, I got canceled. But, I, but like, yeah. no, but like, I mean, you have your own traditions Correct. that you go yeah. towards. I, we, I, we grew up with you have your own traditions. I think saying traditional Mexican, we'll use that because that's what people are, are you know, sure. like traditional Chinese. I mean, have you been to China? It's, it's all just large. food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's like, there's tons of, I think that yeah. that's hard. So I love the idea of putting everything together and maybe my American Southern, I don't know, what did my father make? I'm not going to, chicken tenders, (laughs) he did and they were really good, are different than maybe somebody else's and that's okay. Correct, correct, yeah. I also don't like the word weird with food, like, oh, this is weird food, like, what is weird? You know, it's just unknown to you. It's my favorite kind of food, it's a weird food. But like, there's no such thing, you know, it's just, it's just unknown to you, you know, yeah. You mentioned that you just uh, went to India Mm -hmm. for some research and development. Yep. So that? would you bring us? I, the, <laughs> you're looking at it. What was the last I brought you myself. <laughs> last time you were on the podcast three years ago, we talked about your yeah. love story and yeah, Circuit City right. and why you came over here. When was the last time you were back in India? Oh, I hadn't been back in seven years. So it was quite a quite a shock to like be back. You know, Let's go yeah. through the whole thing. When, when yeah. and why did you plan the trip? Right. So I planned the trip so I could go meet my uh, new partners, the Spice Company. Um, Is it a specific company or did you choose ones that you love? Oh, no. It's a specific company. I'm really intentional in the way this trip is being crafted. Um, I'm also very intentional in the way that I want to put this out, the story in the market, like continue to talk about it. The Spice Company I'm dealing with are young entrepreneurs who are really on top of their game, who want to make a good product, so we align really well. They also, I love that they hire rural women to work in their factories and pay them the same wage as the men in the factories. I mean, how fantastic is that? So um, I wanted to go meet them in person because business to me still happens face-to-face, so it's the best way to do it. I went and met them, saw the factory, made sure all the compliances were met, made sure everything that I needed for it to be a solid partnership was in place so that's why i was there i love it i love it did you find something new or something exciting that they are doing that you might bring back and try and play with to to find out another another avenue for yeah they are actually the masters of tea making like they make some of the most insane tea blends i've ever tried like i'm maybe kind of you know thinking about that (laughs) i I love that right i actually was just talking to somebody about tea and how they have to keep the mint far away from everybody else's all the other tea people correct leaves every other tea leaf leaves leaves Um, because yeah because it will just like seep seep into the rest of it yeah i don't know i'm fascinated by tea i drink a lot of it so it's so good so India seven years ago versus India today, what were some of your oh, takeaways? So different. Oh my gosh. There was a McDonald's at every like three miles. Wow. <laughs> There's a Taco Bell, KFC, Burger King. I'm like, did I just did I just come back in the Richmond? Like what's going on? Yeah. Seriously? Hundred percent. Mm. Yeah. So again, I'm about to get canceled myself. When oh, I picture no. India, mm. 
I realize it's also a big country like China. Huge. Both of which I've never traveled to. Right. I'm picturing like cluttered streets and like cars, but also like livestock. But all is that is that real or is that just movies that I'm thinking of? Um, there are parts of that, but mostly it's just big cities big being city. being city like, you know, big bridges and uh, buildings and life happening just like everywhere else. Uh, there is some livestock and random parts of the country like it depends on where you are not bombay though. bombay is oh bombay has livestock for sure like yeah. on the streets that's part of our of our dna like it's there's got to be a cow sometime at like 2 a.m holding up traffic pretty much so like holding a what traffic oh holding up traffic like marble thank yeah. you easy over there <laughs> yes also but we have apparently capybaras right now in there there you go uh that like that happens at random so because these are animals that are not owned by anyone they're secret. they're like free but no they're just free oh, okay. agents like they live for themselves yeah like you like me <laughs> Yes, but hopefully you're not owned by having a 2 a.m. or we're going to have a conversation. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Maybe. There may have been a story or two. I don't know. <laughs> that was years ago. It's too <laughs> long ago. <laughs> no more traffic. It's a different podcast, Roby. Yeah. <laughs> different life era for me. <laughs> we, we can talk about it on the podcast. That's not. Yeah. Oh, there's no photos for that, which is good. Thank God. So back <laughs> from India, tell me what's yes. in the future for you. Like, Okay. Well, we... Other than this opportunity that is incredible, will we be able to, I don't know, buy some more of your cooking? Will you be somewhere popping up? Do you, do we feel like, I, you know, like I know Candy Valley, you still mm-hmm. do. So if anybody's interested in those beautiful things, you're doing a lot of that still, yep. I think. Which, you know, cake pops are the best. <laughs> Tell me about it. I have like three basically aspects to my life right now. I've got the chip business or the or the food business that's kind of taking off. I've got the dessert business that's still ongoing. We still do wet weddings and parties and uh, corporate orders and things like that. Wedding cakes I just saw. Yeah, wedding cakes. I know. I know. I always confuse people. They're like, you're making wedding cakes, but then you make chips. But then you also, I'm like, yeah, I do a lot of things. Uh, just, a renaissance woman. Just is how it is. Sorry. wedding cake. Yeah. I mean, daughter cake. Yeah. Daughter cake. Daughter I love it. A little cake. boxing. A little boxing. But yeah, you did the prettiest black wedding cake. It was pretty. I loved it. Which is like right up my alley. Yeah. If you want to get remarried. <laughs> to the same guy, but just, just you know, I Ryan. Know. Sorry, don't Ryan. Don't say that. <laughs> I, don't, look, don't take my options. I will not me. judge whatever. I'm here to make a black wedding cake for you. Whenever you're ready, just, no, no, no matter where it just is. text me. <laughs> so, so yeah. and then the third one, you're going to tell me. Right. And the third one is uh, with um, building my personal brand, the Kea brand. So I, I write for publications like Epicurious, bon Ep- not Bon Appetit, but Epicurious, The Kitchen. Manifest. Yeah, right. Um, I also do recipe development for some brands. I do some content creation for brands like uh, Duke's Mayonnaise, Local Hello. Um, uh, Hamilton Beach is one coming up. Um, So that's the other aspect, third aspect of what I do. Nice. And I saw you on a billboard. Um, I've been on a I'm really famous, you guys. I mean. (laughs) Yeah, you are. (laughs) I mean, own it. I was talking to work one day and I was like, I know that person. You Where didn't even have it? to. How did I miss that? Yeah, there were like twelve of them around town. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I know. What was that for? Tell the folks. For, <laughs> that was for the college where I taught the pastry arts program. So they wanted me to. They wanted to, uh, quote unquote, uh, partner with me to uh, represent the college, if you will. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. How did I miss that billboard? I mean, she was like twelve feet tall. It was right here. Hard to miss her. I don't know why. Sometimes I just don't look up, which I really like doing. I don't know, Scott. What are we going to do with her? Uh, I, tell me to look up. <laughs> that's a question I've been asking myself for several years now. Often I've not times, come up you, with an I know you know this. You like you're so focused on like what's happening, like right when it's happening, uh-huh. that you forget to go and open up your, you know. No, you still. That's vision. not. You still have to look at my billboard. I will look at it. Yeah. I will look at it. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't believe I missed that. But how yeah. does um, your husband deal with? <laughs> deal <laughs> with? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah. I know. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you guys, have, you, we heard about your story and yeah. how you all met the first time we did this podcast. And obviously, yeah. you've evolved. Yeah. And he probably also has evolved. And Definitely. Things, 
look a lot differently for the two of you all Correct. since before 2020 and now. Right. How how is deal maybe is like a bad word, but that's what I'm going to use. Sure. No, deal is the right word. That sounds about right. Because <laughs> um, there's a lot, right? Like I throw a lot at him and he's such a champion. Like he takes it all in a stride and he's still my biggest cheerleader. So um, it's, it's hard now because we are saddled with this big thing. Uh, but... Um, kind of bring it back to child loss is a is a little bit weird because you know when you when you're a couple you may lose your mother or my mother your dad or my dad your uncle or my uncle but but child loss you use you lose your person right so it either has a power to unify you or the power to break you up um so i, th- I feel like it's done the, the former for us um because we're both in the same boat literally in the same boat with that Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, I'm a little bit of a crazy woman. I work a lot. I, I can't not relax. Like, if you tell me to go get a massage, I'll be, like, nervous. Like, what? Like, I'll have to prepare for it, like, for, for weeks. Like, I'd, like, schedule it in. Gives me anxiety. I, exactly. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot relax. Like, it's a problem. Um, but get yeah. a massage for... Please do not. Yeah. I have to Cross literally say, relax do not get your neck, Ruby, so they can massage it. Like, just relax. I know. <laughs> like, when I go get my nails done, the, they give you, like, a little... I'm like, no. Just do my nails. <laughs> I need to be in stick and out. To, stick to... Stick <laughs> to... Check to the job. I don't have my calves rub. Just do the toes. Just do the toes. Yeah. Bye. I gotta go. Um, so that's. I need to work on that. But uh, relaxing is scary to me. So I work a lot. Yeah. Well, well I'm glad that he's supportive. I think that yes, that's very, course. very intense. And he's hilarious. I don't know if you follow him on social media. He's so okay. I knew him before I, mean, I knew her. Oh, see. yeah, I know. So he's like, you're going to see Roby? I'm like, yeah, my friend Roby. He's like, you mean my friend Roby? I'm like, <laughs> fighting over Roby. It must be good. Anyway, I, I doubt that, but yeah, I did. Um, he yeah. and I have a mutual friend that um, I work together. You probably went to high school with Nick Cantone, Scott. Yeah. Oh, Nick Cantone. Wow, yeah. taking it way back. I, I mean, way back. Way he's back. Still around doing his thing. Sure. So funny too. Oh, uh, what a funny dude. But it's funny because like Richmond has like taken me in so well that all of the people that he knew as friends are my friends now. So he's like, you mean my friend? I'm like, no, they're mine now. (laughs) I kind of wanted to ask about that. I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of your posts, whether it's not boxing or your daughter or your product, (laughs) is you with a group of powerful women like Mm. bonding, being together. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a powerful woman, so I'm never no. invited to these things. Sorry, no. sorry. What goes on with these powerful women? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I can't what, tell you. <laughs> finding that community. Like, how yeah. important has that been to you and your in your? Oh God, it's everything? it's the it's the most important thing. It's tantamount to success. Women supporting women is how we can succeed. That's the bottom line. Um, and I'm so grateful for these women who have taken me under their wings, given me advice when I needed it, been there for me when I needed to cry, been there for me when I needed business advice or um, just want to talk about parenthood or, or whatnot. It's just the city is magical, period. It just is. Um, because that's how an immigrant brown girl like me can be standing here today with whatever success I've had. It's because of my community. There's no doubt about it, especially women. Uh, I actually weird that you're saying that I had a conversation about women supporting women yeah. earlier this morning. Yeah. Um, there's about to be a couple of changes over at Style Weekly, and I think mm. it's going to be really cool. And, you know, it's always a female supporting another female 100%. that makes things happen, Scott. I'm just telling you, that's how it goes. And so, and I love the women that you surround yourself with. I right. know a lot of them. I think Fantastic, they're yeah. absolutely some of the most solid humans in Richmond. So you found a really... It's so good. I'm part of this book group. club, which like literally like live for it uh, every month. Like they're just inc- like it's smart, intelligent. Like I feel out of place, even though, but I'm still going to go. Oh, we'll like, Own it. You know, like, no, but like I love, I love that I get to be a part of th- that circle. You know, that is such a privilege, if you will. But uh, yeah. it, it's a gift. Yeah. A gift and a privilege. Yeah. Tell the folks at home where they can find you and where they can find your chips and everything Wait, you want to Why do them. they want to find me, Scott? I mean, to follow your boxing. No, I'm, just, I'm uh, kidding. I'm just totally kidding. Like, don't find me. Yeah. Um, no, so I, uh, well, personal. okay. Your photos. <laughs> We'd I'm like your okay. address. <laughs> yes, your like phone number. <laughs> a couple friends that can give us references. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> like, are you really? Um, no, I'm, 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 that's a poor joke. But um, I, um, Instagram is the best way to reach me. That's where all my business happens for some reason. LinkedIn is 
now kind of becoming a little important. It is important, but I'm not getting into it as much. Um, but I've gotten more business from Instagram that I can count. Um, um, that's one place my handle is Co. So you can follow me there. Um, I'm always down for going for walks. I love to walk. I'm almost always taking walk meetings now. Like if we could do this podcast while walking, I would. Oh, um, In three yeah. years, we'll try it. <laughs> we'll try it. Okay. 2026. 2026, September. I'm put putting it in my calendar. Right put it now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, I literally, like I dream of starting a walking community um, for whoever wants to join me like weekly. Walking networking. I'm in. Yeah. So I'm a walker well. my therapy now. Are there? Yes. Yeah. If you're a stalker, don't listen. Are there <laughs> particular paths that you like, yeah. would recommend? Um, Bryan Park is nice. The trails, because they're, they're still not very wooded. Um, that's one place to go to. Deeper in Park is really nice. Um, any school ground is great, because it's after hours perfect. Um, also, Bird Park. Has With a nice lakes. Yeah, has a nice loop. Um, but I have a treadmill at home. I usually am on that because it's hard for me to drive to a place and do like different things. I also go to uh, I'm a member at ACAC. I love going there. Um, but yeah, or just in my neighborhood. Okay, so Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Walking with you. Walking with me. And where do we find the chips? Uh, the chips are in a lot of places around town right now. They're at Elwood Thompson's, Hardywood, Perk in Bonaire, Barrel Thief um, in um, the Libby Grove area. Um, shout out Booth. Shout out Hi Booth. Hey Booth. Uh, and then uh, they're also on the menu at Saladora because Megan is amazing. And Saladora is... best lunch in Richmond right now. I mean, I'm just saying. killing it. Olivia's killing it. Um, and she's serving chips with her sandwiches, so she's so smart. Um, they're, uh, they are at... Um, um, Little Greenhouse Grocery at VMFA and Best Cafe. Um, can't remember. Oh, oh, Fine Creek and Pomatan. Hi to Sarah. Um, yes. Just amazing. They they sell the most product at Fine Creek. At Fine Creek. Good for them. It's insane. Okay. I mean. Th- I bet you these are amazing. I mean, I'm going to do it tonight, so I'll let you know. But yeah. I bet you these are amazing with beer, right? Yeah. Or anything. Or cider. Wine, I mean, beer, yeah. apple. I mean. It makes total sense that fine cream. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Also, it's yeah. gorgeous. And why not have it's a good so, chip with a pretty view? And so beautiful. And for those people that are listening who are not in Richmond. Right, Papa Tan. Yeah, uh, not in Richmond. They can buy it from my site. Okay. And we ship them all over the country. And we'll link the site in the podcast. Yeah, it's you guys are Yep. And, um. Uh, so once once this cohort is done and once we have the co-packer lined up, the goal is to saturate the Richmond market. So no matter where you go in Richmond, you'll find Bombay chips. Um, and then uh, go to the DMV corridor and saturate that market. And then slowly kind of go regional and kind of expand that way. Well, I love it. If you want her chips today and you're listening to this, it's kncompany.com and that's kaandco.com. You can get them there. You're listening to Kay Wingfield, Roby Martin, Scott Wise on Edith, Virginia. Such a beautiful soul, isn't she? Uh, everything about her gives me joy. I think, I mean, she's already successful, but I have a feeling she's going to be mega successful. I think she's our next, and I hate to use this as comparison, but next Nightingale sandwich situation where it's like international, maybe even the chips are on JetBlue. I mean, those chips plus, those chips plus Nightingale sandwiches is like a perfect night. Uh, sweet and salty, everything great. What was your best bite this week? You know what? On a recent podcast, uh, Leah Branch mentioned her Amazing. favorite places to eat, and one of them was Chengdu. Yeah, oh yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was the not the first person to mention this Chinese restaurant uh, to me. They were and, the one of the first places to have hot pot in the city. Well, it's right near my house, and I had no. I mean, so it's, good. It's so un, uh, un, unassuming. It's just a strip mall. I mean, I guess that's the thing. Like Chinese restaurants and strip malls in Richmond is is the thing to do. But I did the crispy, spicy tofu that she recommended to us, and I'm not really a, a tofu person at all. But my gosh, yep, it was great. I'm gonna go back. It's so close to my house. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Live there. Get your tofu on. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's my slogan. <laughs> I like it. Scott Wise, getting his tofu on. How about you? I had lunch at Celadora, which they only do on Thursdays and Fridays from like 11 to 3. Olivia Wilson, who used to be at Brenner Pass slash Medsker, um, is doing all... The menu currently is all vegetarian, but don't let that deter you. Um, it is by far the best lunch I've had in Richmond in years. Tell me where that is. 
It is in the fan. Let's just say right around the corner from the old Baja or now Jardin. It's a tiny little wine, all natural wine spot. We talked about on the last right, with podcast. Mike. It's maybe, let's say there's 18 seats in there and it's super, super great. And what was your bite? I had the big ass tomato sandwich and it was amazing with black pepper and turmeric milk bread and some huge slices of local tomato. And then I also, I know, only one best bite, but I just can't. I had a corn fritter with local corn and local squash over top of some salsa verde and these beautiful beans. The whole thing was amazing. Do they serve these chips with that? They did not serve the chips with the tomatoes or the beans, but they serve them with the other sandwiches, which I highly recommend. Celadora. Celadora. I mean, so many people in there while I was in there, she'll show you how good it is. Danny, who does the smoky mug and used to be at Long Oven, um, he was in there eating with one of his buddies and Dean Javos, who we've had on the podcast, was coming in as I was leaving. It's the place to be. Tell me, Scott, that's your next bite. Salador, I'm there. What else great is happening in the world of Richmond restaurants, Ruby? Uh, did you see that uh, the Lindsay's 10th restaurant, Farm and Oak? Our friends, the Lindsay's, I swear. I think it's time to get those two back on because <laughs> I feel like after, because I think we had them on during their first restaurant and now nine later, I think there's a lot that's changed. We did. We had, they were, uh, Mike was our, uh, Mike was episode one and Mike and Kim were episode 50. And I think we should wait a little bit just because my daughter is going to be working for them when Frosting's Love reopens it. at the end of September, go to Frosting's out in Shore Pump. And... <laughs> And I want to, you know, I want to quiz them about their their leadership style. Oh, so, look at you! Once a little pressure. Though. Um, what else? We have three new oyster concepts, like raw bar. You heard about Boku? We talked about that from the Grisette. Right. We now have Oyster Society that is in Petersburg. That's open from the individual that was the chef over at Upper Shirley, and then opened a donut slash bonuts, bonuts biscuit slash bo- um donut cross and then you're going to have one coming up here at some point from the long oven crew plus we have um the one under common house plus we have Birdies. Bo and we have ale i mean there's so many places to get um, oysters yep and that's good because they're so local to us and rappahannock awesome. obviously yep so that's super fun uh what else do you have a new mexican restaurant going in over there in the libby grove corridor it's funny you texted me that you wanted to talk about that and i read it as a new mexican like new mexico the state i'm like what is new mexican food like <laughs> Lalo's, the, the individual that's Lalo's right near here, the station here. Yes. He, he's going to open, or they are going to open a restaurant um, right there in the old wooden spoon. So, right near the grill, if you're familiar with that area of Richmond. Um, I did an uh, activation with Food Lion. I thought you might want to talk about my corn dog pancakes. You did an activation with Food Lion. Ex- explain what all those words mean together so in a Food sentence. Food Lion reached out to me and said, do you want to create a recipe? And I said, 100% I do. Okay. So if you look at my Instagram, there's corn dog pancakes. I love it. Is there a hot dog involved? Hot dogs that were involved. Um, I put corn and jalapenos in mine because I wanted to use some local vegetables, but that is a fun thing that's going on. I'm going to rephrase my my perfect night. Nightingale sandwiches, Bombay chips, and corn dog pancakes. I feel like it's right up your alley. This episode of Eat It Virginia Virginia? (laughs) This episode of Eat It Virginia (laughs) No! Oh, God, no.